Jared, the football genius Burgess. And I'm Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. This is episode 69 of the Field to the Real podcast. Wow. I'm excited about these numbers, like continuing to just roll forward. These numbers going up are great. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rona, yes. I, need, I need your numbers to go down. Go down, yeah. like to zero, like right now. <laughs> yes, for so, sure. We are still quarantining. I hope you guys are too, because um, we really want to stop the spread of this thing. You yes, and if you are getting out, we know that this is the 4th of July weekend for mm-hmm. <laughs> whoever feels like they should be celebrating it. Right. Um, um, be, be socially responsible. Because, yeah. I mean, I can't say I've been quarantining the whole time. I did yeah. go to the beach this weekend, guys, but I was socially responsible at right. the beach. So. Yeah. Please be conscious of your actions while you're out, even if you right. choose to be out. Um, right. But th- I think the the safe thing right now with these numbers and the way that it's happening is to stay as, mm-hmm. as close to home as possible. As possible, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> some some people who don't have a choice. And yeah. for those people who don't have a choice or, you know, I, I understand for like for your mental health, some people, you, you got to get out for a second. Yeah. So in, in those events, like, definitely um, do it responsibly. Yes. Yeah. For sure. All right. Right. Who's really right? Yes. Um, this was a tough one because I feel like <laughs> before we even get started, you kind of <laughs> won me over with your argument. But I told you I took a little detour yeah. um, down uh, kind of the path I was thinking about. And let's not leave you guys in suspense anymore. Um, <laughs> who's really right for this week is should Kirk Ferentz be allowed to improve Iowa? For those of you who don't know, Kirk Ferentz is the head football coach um, at the University of Iowa. Um, and he's come under fire over the last couple of months because of some things that have gone down at Iowa. Um, whether it be um, the former strength and conditioning coach or the actions of his son, who's one of the coaches. Um, There've been like some things going on with the program and Stephanie and I kind of came up with the idea of um, for this, who's really right. Would it be best for him to stay because he's now taking the appropriate measures to, um, I guess, understand the gripes of his players? Um, Or should it be it for him? And that is mostly, Stephanie, (laughs) ladies first. (laughs) Okay. Um, So my take on this is kind of um, probably not the answer that people would assume but my take on this is obviously that I feel like he's he deserves the opportunity 
um, to rectify what has been wronged. Um, and I say that not just, I hadn't even read this when we had this conversation, but in reading his response to what has happened and him, him being willing to admit, like I, have a bl- I had a blind spot and not really um, operate in a program where the um, minority kids, the black kids on his team felt comfortable in speaking their truth. He didn't, he didn't um, have that, that kind of um, culture set up in his football program and recognizing those things. I feel like um, any, anybody who um, knows what's going on in our country right now understands that um, a lot of the reason that things are happening the way they are now with corporations coming forward or, you know, people speaking, people outside of uh, uh, African-Americans speaking out on our behalf um, is because they are taking their blinders off. And there's some some willful ignorance that's being, you know, um, being acknowledged from people. And I think that is the stance that he's taken, that Kirk Ferentz has taken, is it was willful, willful ignorance on his part. And um, I'm, I'm all for the, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a biblical, it's biblical actually, the, the thing that, you know, as long as you don't know, then you can't be held accountable for it. But the moment you know, then now, what are you gonna do right. about it? And that's always been my stance from the beginning on this when people were like, coaches need to come out and say something and coaches need to, mm-hmm. but I don't care what you say. What are what you, you doing? doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What's happening in your locker room with those kids that look at you in a way that is um, somebody that they should be looking up to? So are you right. setting that environment and that culture in your locker room that is giving them what they need? And so I feel like he deserves at least the opportunity Mm-hmm. to correct and rectify only because now even more so because he's I've read that he's like you know what I was just it was a blind spot and I don't know mm-hmm. how he said he even asked himself how did you get this blind spot where did this come from you know what I mean and so you're acknowledging it and you're making the change because I know that he has set it up he's got a like a committee of, of kids within his now within his football program to kind of hold and set accountability for them. And I appreciate that you're making those kind of uh, steps to try to rectify the situation. So at least an opportunity to make the difference, at least an opportunity to make the change. Um, because, you know, if, if it were about us making a mistake and one and done, whoo, right. I didn't make plenty. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm all for, you know, um for on, on his behalf. Now, some of the things that have been alleged that were said by other people, mm-hmm. that might not be so much willful ignorance as ignorance itself. Right. And so making changes to your staff mm-hmm. might be necessary in this situation. But I don't think I've heard anybody say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that he said or did anything. Yeah. It wasn't him. It wasn't it him. It was just it people's was... staff members. Yeah. And so sometimes you got to weed out that even if it's your son, 
weed out that which is not helpful yeah. in order to move forward. You know that's what I mean? Weeds. Those people, I don't give you a pass because that's not yeah, right. willful ignorance. <laughs> nah, that is not this the is same intent. thing. This yes. is intent. Yes. Um, and it's funny because in, in talking about that yesterday, I think one of the things that, uh, or one of the words that came to mind uh, when we had our production meeting was grace. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like you said, it's biblical. And I know that, um, you know, I've had to be given grace, <laughs> you know, at times of my life. And so, mm -hmm. um, that's what swayed me, <laughs> so, sort of. That's what sort of swayed me <laughs> in my argument. I didn't feel like he needed to be banished from college football, um, but I think I felt like he should be let go from Iowa mm -hmm. and, and maybe allowed to coach somewhere else and establish a culture mm -hmm. um, at, at another school. Mm -hmm. um, we see coaches get fired for less. You know, True. and it's not about the fact that um, he personally didn't do these things. Um, so we t when we talked about the analogy of using Penn State yesterday, mm -hmm. we did acknowledge yeah. that it wasn't fair from the standpoint of these are two totally different issues. Yeah. Um, my only thing uh, about that was just one, the loyalty. Mm -hmm. because he's going to be loyal to his son. And if your son is doing and saying some of the things that are alleged um, and you are going to stick by him, then, you know what I'm saying, you got to yeah. cut the head off the snake. Yeah. You know, um, and two, just um, the, the willful ignorance, like you talked about, you know, um, I don't think that, I don't think that Joe Paterno would have, had he known, just allowed um, Sandusky to no. do these things. No. But it was something that he didn't want to believe about his friend. Mm -hmm. And so he, he, by all accounts, he did what was lawful, but not necessarily what was ethical. Right. And, you know, he paid the price for that. Those kids yeah. paid the price. Lord, you know, that program paid the price. Yeah. You know, and so um, th there's been a lot of damage done already. And I, I mean, I, yeah. I don't think that he should just be thrown away. It's like when you know better, you do better. And so right. I, I still feel like he should have the opportunity to do better, but just somewhere else. Um, not at I. I think mm -hmm. the, the best thing that could be done is to just get an entire new regime in there and create the type of culture that the players, I'm sure, have been discussing since a lot of these things have come out. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said yesterday, and just in talking about this, because initially I was just like, no, fire him. Fire him, right. <laughs> but, but in that conversation you had, like, you know, um, when it's your turn, I mean, when it's somebody else, you know, um, we may not always think that grace needs to be applied here, <laughs> you know, because it's always yeah. the worst thing in the world when it's somebody else. But right. when you get to reflect on the fact that, yeah, man, you you needed grace at some point in your life too. So, right, right. You know, 
And so to that point, like, I don't think that he should be banished from football or that he should never coach again. But I, I feel like this was a great, you know, lesson to learn. Um, Absolutely. But in the lesson, like, for a lot of people comes consequence. True. You know. This is true. He's being graced even more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. To continue to have your job, even though as the leader of your team, you know, and honestly, as the leader, you should know these things. Right. Yeah. And as and I think that one of the things I hope that he learns from this is um, having a policy where um, if a kid has an issue, he has he has a, a recourse to have have conversation with if right. it's you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I know coaches are kind of, the, it's a kind of a hierarchy and, you know, if yeah. you got something, you got to talk to your position coach or, right. you know, another, but no, it needs to be, but if this is something that the position coach or his, or somebody that I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable having these conversations with the people that are at this point, at this level, I need to talk to the head, then yeah. they should have that ability. Then that's across the board, not just Iowa's program. That's yeah, no, that's, every that's, that should be every sport. Every sport. Every, every, every sport. Every sport. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, we talked about this yesterday. That's why I truly appreciated Coach Ray Petty, my head coach, for the majority of my career at Howard. Um, my senior year, I had a, I had a different coach. But um, Coach Petty, every year we had an entrance and exit meeting. And we sat in those meetings, and it was one-on-one. Just you and a head coach. And we talked about way more than just football. As a matter of fact, I can think about a time, and this wasn't even one of those entrance or exit meetings. Um, I, uh, when I first got to school, um, football had, workouts had started, but football hadn't started yet. Spring practice hadn't started. Um, I had got there the spring semester. And um, one of my friends was shot and paralyzed. Mm. And the very next day, I hadn't even told anybody. He called me into his office and he had a conversation with me about what happened, how I was feeling about it, mm. and trying to make sure that I wasn't, you know, one of those guys where I wanted to go get wanted to like, binge mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciated that. Like, yeah, um, that's awesome. I, I, I don't talk to Coach Petty that often. But every time I see him as love, um, his uh, his wife um, was like a second mother to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I watched his his kids grow up, like grow up from preteens to actually going to school. And his yeah. son was actually, uh, his son, that year that the University of Maryland had all of those quarterbacks go out with ACL injuries, mm -hmm. his son had went to Maryland he was a high school quarterback, went to Maryland to play outside linebacker. He ended up switching over because all of those quarterbacks got hurt, <laughs> burning his red shirt, and oh. he was the starting quarterback at the University of Wow. Uh, Sean Petty. Wow. But shout yeah. out to Coach Petty. I, we spent, uh, I'm sorry, I, you know, got you could. You, you could. <laughs> you had to go down memory lane. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, if you want to, um, if you believe Stephanie is who's really right, um, definitely click the uh, definitely click the link with her name on it. Um, <laughs> if you believe that 
Um, Coach Ferentz should keep his job. Um, if you think I'm really right, click the button with my name on it, or you can go to social media and say who you think is really right. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram um, and let us know. I'd say that he should probably um, be fired and go somewhere else and um, build build his new legacy of um, <laughs> yeah. not being ignorant. <laughs> Well, then there's that. Okay. <laughs> Not being ignorant. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, y'all let us know who's really right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cam Newton, I know you, I know you and I know <laughs> that you were super hyped when you saw this. Uh, Not. <laughs> no? Well, no, no, no. Not, not where he signed to. No, yeah, that, that he, he was signed. signed. Oh, yes, I was yeah. very yes. That part, very, very. I am. Right. I have. It's a bittersweet moment. Yes. Yes, this is a bittersweet moment for me because I am very happy to see that Cam Newton has signed with an NFL team. Yes. However, <laughs> <laughs> Patriots talk. Oh. Oh. <laughs> However. I, the team, oh, oh, my, literally, it was, I saw the headline that said NFL, Cam, something, Cam Newton signs, and I get excited, and then I see one year deal, and then I see Patriots, I was like, it went from mm-hmm. yes to, oh. <laughs> Now, do you think part of that is because mm-hmm. when we discussed this a couple of months ago? Oh, good. I oh, said that's that he was going to I- the Patriots. <laughs> Listen, so my niece just left today. She's been here with me. When I was reading it, right? She was uh-huh. sitting there. She was sitting on the couch. I was in my chair. And I read it and I was like, Cam got it. Uh, uh, and then I said, darn it, that means Jerry. <laughs> oh, she man. fell out laughing. She fell out laughing. She was like, you are funny. Honey. I'm like, no, I'm serious. He, he was right. I was uh-huh. like, darn it. You know, oh. we don't have many of these, so right. I got to relish it. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> get it, get it in. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, get it in. No, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. This is bittersweet for me. I'm very happy for him. I just I, mm, there of all places. Mm. So the, I guess the, the 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 hard part about it is that I'm going to have to want the Patriots to do well because I need Cam Newton to do well. And this kind of leads into the subtopic. Yeah. Of yeah. I, I was about to be like, huh? But I remember now. Yes. The yeah. subtopic of this conversation. I mean, we got a root for the Patriots. We got Step. We got a root for the Patriots. We got to. At least mm-hmm. just for this season. Because I don't think that okay. he'll resign there. Especially oh, if he God. does great. I hope not. Lord. Um, Oh, this doesn't but, even feel right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get you. A, I'm gonna get you a Cam Newton jersey Don't you, too. Die, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm all right. My sister hasn't talked to me because she's a Patriots fan, so oh. she's probably like, "Oh, just over the moon." Uh huh. I'm sure. Oh. Um, anyway, but the reason why we need him to do well is because yeah. when we look at the specifics of this deal, hmm. um. I would call it downright disgusting that 
Cam Newton had to sign for the veteran minimum, which means that he will be a starting quarterback that's making less than some third-string quarterbacks. Don't don't just say it like that. Say what you really need, Jerry. Um, so... (laughs) (laughs) Say what you really need. So I I think that far too often, and I I can't remember if we touched on this subject, you know, some time back, because we, you know, we a year and a half in now. (laughs) We didn't, we didn't got... (laughs) This uh, this episode sixty nine. Right, we veterans at this uh-huh. thing now. So, yeah, <laughs> but um, when it comes to quarterbacking in the NFL, it seems like white mediocrity is awarded um, mm-hmm. over black mm-hmm. excellence. You know, and you know when you hear that that saying, you got to work twice as hard to get half as far. When you look at the salaries of some of these guys hmm. who are going to be making more money than Cam Newton this year, like it's sickening. Like I'm, I'm gonna name a few, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, so I won't name him because he's a rookie. Wait, why is he making so little? The Wayne Haskins did get drafted in the first round, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. So uh-huh. he's making one point one five million. There's part of your argument. Go ahead. Okay. So let me, let me, get, to, let me get to some of the people who are making more money than Cam. <clears throat> Mike Glennon for the Jaguars. Who knows who that is? Who that is? <laughs> Geno Smith, the backup in Seattle. This this one's gonna get you. <laughs> oh no. Blaine Gabber. Huh? Stop Blaine it. Blaine Gabber. Stop it. You're kidding, right? How about I didn't even know he was still in the league? <laughs> Me neither. He's uh, Apparently, he's Tom Brady's backup. Shut up. In Tampa Bay? In Tampa Bay, he's Tom Brady's backup. What are y'all doing, Tom Brady Bruce? better not, never get hurt. Bruce, right. Bruce, what are you doing, bro? I'm, I'm going to go to some more, like... Truly Mm-mm. trifling, <laughs> truly trifling Jones. Okay. Nathan Peterman. Who is that? The guy who took over for the Bills a couple years back and threw four <gasps> interceptions. Oh, in the okay, hat. okay, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, more than Cam? More than Cam. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. Nate Sudfield. Again. Third string quarterback for the Eagles. <laughs> Matt Barkley. I know that is. Okay. I didn't know he was still in the league. Me either. You see me but, like, okay. But apparently he's. Uh oh. Who is it? Chase Daniel. I don't even want to read them. Radio silence. Radio silence, y'all. Don't sorry. Yeah, we gotta sorry, process guys. that. that I, it, yeah. It's just I, it's, it's hard to heartening. to read some of those names and then think that Cam Newton, a former NFL MVP, a former NFL MVP, is going to be making less money 
than some of these journeyman quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you call that? Are you asking for real? Nah, I mean it was rhetorical, okay. but okay. I, I just I, I can't. Yeah, I don't. It's just it's. I I just watched a um, clip on social media with Viola Davis, kind of oh, talking yeah. about her her journey and how she's won. Mm-hmm award after award after award and, and and still yet she's still and, and even people will call her and tell her she is like the black blankety blank person like mm-hmm. these people who are and she said but I still can't get jobs or the money that they make Sad. so it is just this is a societal thing this is part of what we're dealing with right now um and um I don't know if it's shame on Cam's representation for accepting that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if, I mean, I guess it's more of like you said, I just need to prove myself again. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just take this opportunity that's being given to me, but still mm-hmm. can we respect the man for what he's done? Cause you would respect, you would respect anybody else. Well, we, we've seen Them people that ain't done nothing. They haven't done anything. Nathan Peterman's getting $3 million in Oakland. And, and you haven't done anything. He's going to be a third stringer. Because you know they just got Marcus Mariota. Right. So Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, and Nathan Peterman. Making more money than Cam Newton. I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's disheartening. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. It's disheartening. But Cam, go Cam, go. Now, I'm, yeah, now I'm, gotta. I got to be a Patriots uh-huh. fan. Dang gotta, listen, <laughs> wear the jersey. Right. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's asking too much. That's asking too much. <laughs> I might be able to put on some blue and some red or whatever, but I'm not uh-huh. going to be able to yeah. buy no jerseys. It's yeah. not uh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm with I you. I don't even no. want no cam. No, thank you. Ain't no Patriot stuff touching my skin. Ne- Man, no. I'm, I'm about to have to get rid of my, my team. They don't change his name. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking to myself, and this is, this is a bit of a tangent, and I promise I won't stay here. I was thinking to myself, how would I feel if mm-hmm. there was a team called the Baltimore the Black Blackies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like, <laughs> so I, initially Absolutely. when this this first happened, I looked at the video that Dan Snyder had put out, his propaganda machine, mm-hmm. in order to keep the name. Mm-hmm. Right? So you, you had all of these, uh, these indigenous people mm-hmm. who were saying, you know, we take pride in this name. You know, we, we, you know, thank the representation. And then I started digging a little more and the, the voices have gotten drowned out, but uh-huh. a lot more voices of people saying like, yo, this is offensive. I mean, and it's, and the funny thing is, this is where, where for us as, as, as African-Americans, we mm-hmm. have to take our own, take responsibility for our own, you know what I mean? And right. say, the same way that we feel about certain things, we have to be able to respect and honor people for the way they feel about things. Right. And so we are being no better. Yeah. <laughs> and the people that we calling out as racist. True. When we okay with it. 
we, yeah. We now we now we're practicing the same kind of willful, willful ignorance, ignorance. Yep. That yeah. they do. So we can't. Yeah. So I get it. And um. Yeah. So I hope that we can stand with the Native Americans and Indigenous people in this time and and speak up with yeah. them while we have this momentum going. Because yeah. even though it's been such a <clears throat> Black Lives Matter has been like the mm-hmm. the kind of undercurrent of this, this is not just about Black lives. This is about brown, black people, mm-hmm. brown and black people. Right. You know what I mean? Like they are experiencing some of the same things we do. All, all of the oppressed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All of the oppressed minority communities of this country. Yeah. And so we need right. to make it broader. And, and and embrace them and in bringing them in as this voice is being made louder. Right. Yeah. What are your issues? We got to deal with those two. And I mean, you know, I know that the, I'm not dismissing the things that are happening because black people are definitely um, experiencing things at a higher rate than anybody. Right. But that still doesn't negate the fact that while we're having these conversations, it might be a good idea to incorporate mm. some things that other people uh, who are oppressed are experiencing as well yeah. as we seek equality. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what, what made my heart smile was, and this was four years ago. Mm-hmm. You guys can go look this up if you want to. Well, Monty Jones went on ESPN and wore a shirt that said Caucasians with a white man's head on it. Like, and like, it was like the uh, Indians logo but with a green dollar bill instead of the little <laughs> thing sticking up. Oh my gosh. I laughed. Ooh, I saw it again today and I bust out laughing at it. But wow. People were wow. outraged about the shirt. But you're not outraged about... didn't see the hypocrisy right. in the outrage. Wow. That's... that's That is the... And I don't, I don't assume that everybody that was outraged was white, but I'm going to assume because the majority in our country is white, and that's who the majority right. of the people who were outraged were. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I would say that, that is, that's white supremacy at its finest. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> okay. All right. Ian Desmond. Uh, yeah. So he... Uh, um, hmm. Ian Desmond gave his take on baseball's lack of investment into diverse yeah. communities. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly, it's, it's a conversation that's been around for a while, but it just continues to kind of fall to the background. Through the cracks, yep. I think um, now, now might be a good time. Yeah. With everything that's going on, it might be better. This was probably the, the same way that that um, whole video showed how people back when Colin Kaepernick was mm-hmm. was protesting peacefully, didn't get behind him then, but now it's like, you know, right. so I think this is just it's all about timing. And so I think this is great timing. And I and I and not only is he talking about this, but he's not even playing this season. Mm-hmm. He's chosen not to even play baseball this season. Who's he playing with this year? The Rockies. Rockies, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I Vividly remember him playing briefly with the Nationals, of um, <laughs> but you know I make you know everything is DC. 
Of course. <laughs> That's why I said, of course. DC or nothing. <laughs> That's right. Pretty much. I don't even know how you stand to stay in Atlanta, I promise. <laughs> oh, no, I had to get away from up there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now what? <laughs> DC or nothing, except that I don't want to live except there. Except I can't live there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I missed yeah. the health moment. Um, yeah. The person we have for the day is Frances Alton. Mm -hmm. And her story is interesting because uh, while the, the people we've talked about over the last few weeks, like depression and anxiety, have been kind of a common theme, mm -hmm. um, the, her coping mechanisms um, were the thing that kind of stood out to us. Um, yeah. Give a little Not bit of background so about her. Uh, <laughs> Frances Altick was is, is or no, excuse me, was a tennis player. She played at uh, Vanderbilt University. She won a national championship as a junior and was an All-American as uh, a senior. And she put a lot of her self worth in her identity of being an elite tennis player. Mm. Um, wow. And she talked That's about deep ball in itself. Yeah. She talked about in the article how um, she suffered from depression and anxiety while she was in college, mm -hmm. but her coping mechanisms, um, you know, were able to mask it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that she said was like being lonely, and she supplemented that by constantly having people around, and she would binge eat and then purge um that's kind of another way to cope and so she said that once she turned pro and she did a lot of traveling it was very lonely she had to go around from place to place she didn't have as many people around and so she said that it got even worse um she said that she she never got to the point of like being suicidal um but it did hit, hit a fever pitch when she tore acl in 2017. And so now we got to start talking about your identity. Right. Right. Because that's identity. all you identify with. So yes. if we take that away. Then it's kind of been have. your crutch. Right. right. It's your, it's been your crutch. Like, oh, uh, but I got tennis. So I'm good. You right. know? Yeah. And so when tennis is yeah. taken away. And so she said that yeah. that was the lowest point of her life. Mm -hmm. um, but it was the best thing that ever happened to her because not having tennis, she had to, you know, derive her self-identity and something other than tennis. And so yep. she was able to do that. She talks uh, glowingly about her therapist um, and how awesome. um, just her therapist, I don't, I don't think she said it in these words, but basically a therapist is like her best friend. Um, <laughs> that, that, that happens sometimes. Uh -huh. Like, that is just it's what it is. That happens but, um, sometimes. I just, I thought her story was um, certainly one I don't think that any of the other people that we've talked about over the, the last couple of weeks, like their their coping mechanisms didn't avail themselves in the same way. Right. You know. No, and 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 it could have been that they used other things to cope when they weren't mm -hmm. aware of what was going on, but they didn't talk about them. So for her to be able to, you know, even share right. that, you know, this was these were the things that I did, as unhealthy as they might have been, these were the things that I did to try to help mask it for me. It wasn't even, I mean, they are called coping mechanisms, but really they're masking. 
um, because it's you not really um, operating in a healthy way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm glad. I mean, <laughs> that's why we do what we do, guys. Like, yeah. honestly, because yeah. <clears throat> just what she said is so true of so many athletes. They mm-hmm. just see themselves as an athlete. Yeah. And they identify with that wholeheartedly because they're really good at it. They put their all into it. Mm-hmm. And when that's threatened or gone, they don't have any true, well, who am I to fall back on? And so that's why it's so important that we help. That's why we do the, while the project is, is a, we want to make sure that yeah. while you're still in a situation and in a setting where you can, you can gain a skill or knowledge to help you with going forward beyond the sport that you do that. Like you don't just let this just drive you. And then there's nothing you drive right off the cliff when it's over. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's um, why we created the project. That's why, I mean, Mm -hmm. the project was before the podcast. Right. So there's no, (laughs) That's why we did it. The was podcast because, was to promote the project. <laughs> right, right. And it's turning its own beast over right. here. But but yeah, we um that's our first passion and our first love and what we do is to make sure that, you know, athletes understand that you're more than just an athlete. We hear this all the time. And I think it's kind of gotten so common that, that it's not even poignant anymore to say you're more than an athlete or you're more than the sport because they hear it so much now but i I, there has to be a way to get it get the message out and Mm -hmm. to to affect change and help these young people understand while they're still young and while they're still um learning and growing like you you've got way more to you than just that one thing Mm -hmm. yeah Sorry, you know that's me going off on my level. Oh no, it's not. It's good. <laughs> you know how I feel about this. Like, that <laughs> right. is, yeah, this mental health thing is serious mm-hmm. because these are things that sometimes can be avoided. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes can be avoided. They don't mm-hmm. even have to happen, but we got to be in a space and in a place to be able to. So, to all of those um, people who listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. if you know of any um, programs collegiate programs out there, especially HBCUs, because that's where <clears throat> our heart is. <laughs> um, we are really trying to do this work. And yeah. anybody who can put a word in, you've, you've listened, you know it's our passion. Right. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. good. So certainly yeah. slide us in, you know, if you know somebody who's uh, in athletic administration that one of these schools, like, you know, like Stephanie said, this is our passion. This is our purpose, yeah. you know? And so we want to affect change in the lives of some of these young men um, so that they don't get to this point. Yeah. Like certainly to help the ones who are already here and we can steer that boat in the right. direction, but yeah, like preventative, like. Right, this we want to be proactive, are. not reactive. Right. Right. Yes. So. Yeah. All okay. Right. On to Sorry. The real. Go ahead. On to the real. Oh no, no. We uh, we all good. <laughs> um. Now a few weeks ago, uh, he was our feel good final thought. Yeah. <laughs> so that's we okay. Him, we yeah. were discussing him yesterday. Uh, <laughs> we were like, man, we want to have him as on to the real, but we couldn't remember 
Yeah. It had him as on to the real um a few weeks ago. But Maurice Claret. Yes. Man, this young man, hmm. after having been released from prison, hmm. doing all of the things that you think about when you hear the term rehabilitated. And right. we know that, that that's a a concept that's um more well i don't want to say that but it, it's it's not a a, a a real thing not, not, in, the not in the sense of, of not in the sense of the rehabilitative the the propaganda that's right. promoted from the justice system right uh side of thing I, I, was, I was about to say something real you know so I'm trying to be politically uh, yeah. correct right. here. Yeah, I'm just, uh-huh. <laughs> I had to hold the, up to that. I'm like, that right, hold yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So it's it's it doesn't it doesn't equate to that. Oftentimes, right. Most times, for people who have been put through the system, prison system, that they come out and they're able to adjust and make the the changes and things that we've seen from Maurice Claret. Right. But I think that his before prison was so critical in making him able to be able to come out in a different way too. So let's just put that out there because most people who go to prison haven't played college football. That's true. (laughs) On the biggest stage they can, or you know what I mean? So let's put that out there, not to be knocking anybody who struggles with, you know, re-entry into the world because that's a real thing. That's, yeah. Because it's, it's a different, it's a different type of thing that comes with that, you know. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. not all young men who get released from prison get these opportunities. No, young people, young people. Period. I don't care if you're young, right. old, black, white, male, female. It oh, just yeah, doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't, that, happen. doesn't happen like that. No. Um. But so Maurice Claret. Um, just received a position as a consultant at um, University of Connecticut. Amazing. Um, and I'm not sure if he'll be still doing the, you know, the stuff that we talked about. Um, oh, I'm sure he's not going to put that down. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. hoping not. Um, no. Because I was thinking, like, as a consultant, he'll be able to be there and kind of move, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, back and forth. Connecticut yeah. isn't too far from Ohio. Um, well, <laughs> okay, but planes work, so yeah, okay. right, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, just the the fact that he got this opportunity and he hmm. didn't squander it, and it, it, you know, yeah. Um, one of the things he talked about, and when we talked about him last, was just changing his mindset and his habits. You know, one of the things that he said he had to stop doing was he had to stop drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see him do the work and that now he's being rewarded for it. Right. But not rewarded for like his glory, so to speak. No. To to actually give back and right. to to be there, to be that preventative measure for guys who may be going down that same mm-hmm. road that he was going. So yeah um, no it's, to you it's, mr claret yes i love it this is a this is a scenario of walking in your purpose and and room being made for you yeah that's what this is yeah 
That's exactly what that is. He he came out and he said, you know what? <laughs> I went through that for somebody else. So let mm. me get on my job and let me talk to these kids. And then talking to those kids has led him to this. Yeah. This is just, it, the gift is making room. Like it's just, yeah. And if you guys haven't noticed, the theme of this uh, episode is grace. <laughs> Because, absolutely yeah he you know absolutely um this this is certainly um a manifestation of grace absolutely and i love it yeah. i love it good luck good luck in, yes. in your endeavor sir for sure yeah yeah all right okay feel good final thought yeah yeah now folks have been talking about <clears throat> well after Kyrie kind of came out or he leaked it to the media that the NBA had been having conversations around halting play and um, not having attention being taken away from this movement. Um, I guess folks behind the scene have been having some actionable items that they wanted to, I guess, um, happen before they made the decision to to come back and play. And so one of the things that the NBA has implemented, the NBA and the NBPA um, have implemented is that the players, um, and I, I don't know if this was finalized as far as the messages on the jersey, but the players- I did read today, that, oh, go ahead. I'll say no, no, go ahead, because- The one thing that I did read today is no names. No, no, okay. No names okay. of victims. That's the only thing I've heard them say they cannot do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I saw like a kind of a, and it's good that you told me that too, because I saw um, like a one that they were kind of just trying to project and it had mm -hmm. like Breonna Taylor's name on it. Mm -mm. Um, nope. And so, yeah, I, I could mm -hmm. assume that they probably wouldn't have allowed that, but they will be yeah. able to have social justice messages yeah. on the back of their jerseys and um, every floor on both sides or both sidelines, um, you'll see Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. along the court. And I thought that was super dope. I mean, um, what do we expect? It's Adam Silver. Right, right, you know. I mean, he's the bomb. Like, I want to work yeah. for this man. He, he, Anybody listening and they need a life coach <laughs> in the NBA <laughs> at a higher level, I'm here for it. Because yeah. I want to go work for this man. Him, I work for. For yeah, sure. We, we, we gonna have to have a campaign hashtag get Stephanie the uh, silver. <laughs> Something. Let's get Stephanie the silver. Yes, I'm telling you, I love it. I I I'm down to work for this man. Like real talk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. I think this is awesome. Um. I think it was a great. Um. I don't want to say compromise because I don't think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. I but I think it was a great offering on the part of the NBA yeah. um, to respond to the concerns that Kyrie and other players had. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we get it. We see what you're saying. We don't want this to be a distraction. And so mm -hmm. here's how we can help continue the message while we still play the game. I, right. It's brilliant. It was yeah, brilliant. Definitely. Brilliant. Definitely. And yeah. we didn't expect anything less from Adam. So no, you know he no. listens to his players. Like absolutely, if there isn't a uh, commissioner out there <laughs> who <laughs> listens, he listens. So absolutely, um, shout out to shout out to 
Commissioner Silver. Yes. But um, shout out to the to the MBPA and yes, um, all of those reps who made sure to voice how they mm-hmm. wanted to kind of keep this thing going and not take um, the momentum off of this movement that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome job. So, like, literally, that was one of those I'm smiling. Yeah. <laughs> type when I saw uh-huh. it, I was like, I'm smiling because this right. is good stuff. Like, because you know, my my take on it was, nope, don't right. play. Nah, don't if, play. Yeah. If it's gonna take away from what, but this brilliant, love it. I'm yeah. all for it. I mean, I don't want y'all to play for years for health reasons now, but right. especially, <laughs> especially in not Florida. in Florida. But mm-hmm. uh, but nonetheless, if they're taking all of the safety precautions they can to make sure that people stay safe then fine you know what i mean and right. more power to you but yeah i'm 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 down for this i love it yeah now nfl what you going to let's go mm-hmm. yeah let's let's see what you do goodell <laughs> yeah, what you going to do and i only say the nfl and nba because they are two sports with the mo- majority of their players being african american so yeah exactly. i mean other sports i'm i'm down for you to participate as well but mm-hmm. for sure these two sports, y'all don't, you don't have a choice, like right. really. So now, Goodell, what are you going to do? What you going to do? Mm-hmm. What you going to do? <laughs> yeah. So let's see. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Show picks. Yeah. Yes. What you got for us? So first one is called Netflix. They're both Netflix shows. The first one is called Regular Heroes. Okay. Um, narrated by different uh, celebrities, but just mm-hmm. spotlighting essential workers who are like out here doing their thing um and just regular old people who are doing mm-hmm. their thing but um in all different areas from um teachers to obviously um healthcare workers to um um what do they call them uh grocery store workers all right. the i mean everybody like it literally touches on all kinds of people and I love it and I think it's important and I'm just grateful that somebody thought enough to say let's go and highlight some of the work that just these people who we don't see every day don't know their names what they're doing right so love that yes love it um and the second (laughs) second second listen if you just need something to you know we know the world is heavy right now um, between COVID and social justice and just all in a, unemployment and all of the things that are happening around COVID and, and social justice. If you just need a laugh, just a, a I call it a dumb moment. Listen, uh-huh. let me tell you something. This movie is it. Yeah. It is, first of all, I am a huge Will Ferrell fan. Yes. Okay, so let's start there. <laughs> But this is his latest, his latest stupidity. Uh-huh. It's called Eurovision, <laughs> and oh, it man. is the dumbest oh, thing man. I've ever seen. <laughs> he is playing an Icelandic pop star. Mm-hmm. And listen, y'all, I don't even want. Just go watch, okay? Yeah. If you yeah. need something to just laugh at and just be like, okay, this is the stupidest thing. That is it. When we talked about this. Yes. During the production meeting. Yes. I turned it on immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Only needed to say Will Ferrell to sell me. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it did not disappoint 
It did not. It did not disappoint. It was <laughs> it, it was hilarious. Will Ferrell is, is dumb. <laughs> dumb. Dumb, I tell you. Where do you come up with these things? Oh, How do man. you say I'm going to be an Icelandic pop right. star? Where does this come from? <laughs> I don't know, but he 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 certainly did a great job on it. I, oh, my I, gosh. I thought it was a good movie. It's something that I'll, I'll go and watch again. Oh, listen, I plan to. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm in one of those spaces and I just need to, I'm going to watch that movie. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, it's either that or I got to go find semi-pro or something. It'll be one of his oh, movies. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, yeah. So, you about to make me watch that tonight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is one of my favorite movies. I will, not, I will not lie. That is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. All right. All right, I got one. Yeah. Marlon. I was waiting on you to uh, say it so I can say that. Mother, 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 mother. <laughs> <laughs> that show is hilarious. He Oh my god. It's a, this so is another stupid. one like if you just need some Yes, uh-huh. Cuz he's stupid, <laughs> man. <laughs> but he is he it's a good show. It is. I love show. the concept too. Like it being yeah. like good parents even though you're not together you know what i mean right. like that whole concept because it's reality of the world we live in right that that's possible so yeah, yeah that co-parenting it i just love it. it's fun and hearing him talk about it, it it's actually based off of his, his real life exactly um and so it's good when you can when art can imitate life yeah um, and it can be funny because <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can only imagine what it's really like being his right. child. Like, I can't. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's we a pretty to... good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to make me go watch episodes again. Like, yeah. Oh, you're going to have to. I had yeah. to. I, I had to go back through. I, I was so upset. And we talked about this yesterday. I was so yeah. upset that um, it got canceled. Right. It only no, made it two was a seasons. Good show. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I felt like it should have. It deserved. You know, a few more scenes. Absolutely. Yeah. If the what was the dumb? Sh- Listen, if the dumb show him and his brother did, what was the dumb show they did? Oh, the uh, Wayne's Brothers. Yes, if that stayed on longer oh, than yeah, two seasons, that's... then this <laughs> should have stayed on. Yeah, should have. Yeah. 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 So okay. We at the end of another one. Yeah. Okay. I, I know. I know. We. I know. We're about to get off. I know we need to hurry up, but I have to say this because I have been seeing it more and more. And I just needed, I I wasn't going to say it, but it just will not leave my spirit. Mm -hmm. To my young black and brown brothers, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, we are at war for something bigger and greater for you and your future right now. And so I implore you, to put down your weapons and your fight against one another. Mm -hmm. Um, We personally have seen, I just saw a 14 year old was killed here in Charlotte last night. Um, A young man that went to the high school that I worked in, that Jared currently works in, um, was killed over $10. $10 this past week. And, and all he was doing was trying to save money to buy a car. He wasn't out. So before people say, well, yeah, what was he doing? He got off work from his job mm-hmm. and went out to sell water 
because he was trying to save up for a car. This young man did not deserve to die over ten dollars. Nobody deserves to die over ten dollars personally, but I'm just saying. He just graduated. This is, he just graduated from the high school, and so I'm. In, it is so heavy on my spirit that we don't need. This is part of the argument that people keep having. Well, as long as you're killing each other, what is it? And so let's put it down. Let's stop now because we need all of you here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We need all of what you've got to bring to the table. Every one of you is amazingly, fearfully, wonderfully made, and you have Mm -hmm. something amazing to do for this world. And so don't allow your environment, your circumstances to dictate your actions. Just... Put them down. That's all I need to say. All right. No, as well said. I, you know, um, when I saw that that um, that news article um, that you sent me, man, that that I sent it to you as soon as I got it. You know, I ain't even usually up that late. (laughs) Right. Right. I was like, what what is this? Yeah. Um, and it just touched me. You know, especially to see that his mom still had that ten dollar bill. You know, um, but I, I echo your sentiments. We are fighting for something bigger. Like this, this petty stuff amongst ourselves. You know, it's only going to. It only serves to rob the narrative of what we're fighting for. So, yep. Um, we, it's, it's something bigger we're fighting for. Um, so, please squash mm-hmm. these beefs. Yeah. And, you know, pick up this mantle that, you know, we're trying to pass. Yeah. If you're angry, I get it. Mm-hmm. Use that in a positive way, though. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of fighting each other, come go do something with the protests or, you know what I mean? Or within your community, like, fight for right. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. If you got to right. fight, fight for right. right. That's all. I'm sorry. I just nah, it was good. in my spirit, and I just couldn't yeah. let it go without saying it. So nah, I'm glad. I'm, right. I'm glad you said something. You know. Yeah. Definitely glad you said something. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to reach out to us, um, definitely hit us up um, at the Field to the Real Podcast um, on IG. Um, that's with the number two Field Two, the number two. On Twitter, it's filled the number two, the real P one. I'm sorry. Every time I think about that, I'm just be like, "Come on, Twitter." Um, <laughs> if you want to reach out to us uh, via email, shoot us um, an email at filled to the real podcast at gmail um, and go to our uh, our YouTube page. Subscribe, comment, like share all that good jazz <laughs> yes please and thank you yes but please and share share the podcast like yeah like real talk tell people about us because we're right. trying to yeah i think we talk about some good stuff that needs to be known that needs Definitely. people need to know and and hear so yeah. come on y'all help we, us out please and thanks <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but we appreciate you guys we love y'all yeah yep peace peace now put the cameras on me, 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 put the cameras on me. Put the cameras on me.